What up, what up, what up? What hey, hey, is going on, America? It is, what is today, Wednesday? Yes, it's the second, of, it's Groundhog Day. Oh, God, yeah, I watched, <laughs> I watched that this morning. I uh, I get up before the sunrise every day, and so I always try to go to the gym and get here to the office before the sun actually comes up. <clears throat> because I really enjoy watching the sunrise. So uh, I got to see Poxitani, Tony Phil, or whatever the crap um, it is, uh, say there's going to be six more weeks of winter, um, which I could care less. I really do. This I, means I get to wear jackets for a little bit longer. I had a lot of people um, write me the other day when I said, you know, I really think that I could live in, you know, like Alaska or Montana and stuff. And, Everybody was like, you should move here. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, uh, it's just not that simple anymore. But I really do. I think I I think I could. Uh, Zach will tell you, I'm always, no matter how cold it is, I'm in a hoodie and shorts. Yep, pretty here, much. Here in the office. Yep. Like, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> and uh, It could be 20 degrees and you'd probably still be wearing a hoodie and shorts. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, you know, that's one uh, good benefit of owning your own businesses. You can just show up to work however you want. That is nice. Um, that is nice. But uh, like <clears throat> my bottom half, I've never ever had to like. I've never worn uh, long john like underwear, whatever they call yeah. it, thermals uh, yeah, on my leg ever. Never, ne- never one time. Even when I hunt, and it'll be as cold as it can be, and I will literally just have the one pair of pants on, and my my upper half I'll put like layers. Yeah. But the bottom, I don't care. Oh, my feet are free. I don't care. It, it doesn't bother me at all. And you I'm have just, circulation in your legs. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so Alyssa, Alyssa's the opposite. Alyssa's always cold. She's always cold. But it's so funny because she's always cold, but her hands and are always warm, and she just like emits heat like all the time. Like she's like a freaking furnace. All the time. And I think that's why she's cold all the time because I don't think her body like holds in the heat. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, like I'm not going to ask you to hold my hands right now, I but, prefer not to. but my hands are cold. I can feel like my I trust hands you. are cold, but I'm not cold. And so I think it's because I hold all the heat internally. And I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, somebody's probably going to write and be like, you have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go to WebMD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's going to be like, uh, that's not normal. Uh, I also discovered, uh, you know, during the whole COVID stuff that my body temperature is lower than other people's. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, a, a while ago, and I apologize, this has nothing to do with the show. We've got like 37 topics to talk about today. We're just warming up, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're just warming up. Um, You know, they changed the national, like, average of, like, what a temperature was. They dropped it, like, 0.3 or 0.4 degrees from 98.7 to, like, 98.4 or really? something like that. But... Me, and I realize that I'm not the only one. Justin is the same way. My my normal temperature is like 96.5. Really? 96.8 or 9 or whatever. And so, you know, sometimes I'll feel like, oh, my God, like I feel hot. Like I, like I, I wonder if I have a fever. And I'll take my temperature and it's like 98. So like 98 feels like I don't feel well. So 98 me. for you would be like 100 for me. Well, I mean, maybe, I, I, don't maybe. Th- I, I don't think that, you know, they say your temperature can like fluctuate two or three degrees 
all the time throughout the day, you know, yeah. just depending. But but what I'm trying to say is like I can't remember the last time I took my temperature and I was not sick and uh it wasn't in the 96, 97 range Dang. and stuff like that. But anyway, I say all that to say, so my temperature is lower, but I'm never cold ever. Like, and so that's why I truly believe that I was like built to live in super cold places. I think we should test it out. Like, let's do the show for a week in Anchorage Dude, or Fairbanks. Let's do it. I I truly believe that I could do it. Like, I, re- I really, 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 really do. Now, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to go walk outside in Wisconsin in my underwear <laughs> or something like that. But, you know, proper stuff to wear and say, yeah, but no, no problem. No problem whatsoever. Um, anyway. Sorry about that. Uh, I want to reach out to everybody who wrote me uh, from Monday's episode. Um, you know, I was really expecting, I was really expecting there to be uh, some backlash from getting out of the race. A- a- and I will say this: I have been very, very, very shocked that not a single person has had, at least that I've seen. Not a single person has had a bad thing to say. Wow. Um, and and I really appreciate that. It, it's been a it's been a really like roller coaster uh past week almost now. You know, uh, my announcement came out on the twenty eighth. Uh President Trump officially endorsed uh Russell Fry uh yesterday. Uh I talked to Russell Fry yesterday. Um, you know, I told him that, you know, my, my, my word is, is, is my bond of what I said, that whoever the president decided was the guy, uh, he, that they would have my support. So for everybody that supported my race, you need to go support Russell Fry, uh, as he, um, attempts to take out Rhino impeachment voter, Tom Rice. Um, anyway, uh, but it's been a, it's been an up and down a couple of days. So I appreciate all the good things. And I, you know, I'm going to start reading more of, uh, what people write me and, and I won't use this person's name, but, but, but I thought, um, you know, I thought that this was really powerful. So I'm going to read this. So maybe this will help you, um, as you're driving here. Um, <clears throat> so I'm scrolling down. This was a long message, but at the very end, it says, you mentioned how initially you ran for Congress because you believed it was something the Lord wanted you to do at the time. However, now you have ended your congressional campaign. You also mentioned how now, after seeing the reality of things behind the scenes, that you now know the truth and the corruption of it all that you're going to fight against it even harder that she was just repeating what I said. Now this is what she said. I think it was totally the Lord leading you to run in that race to then eventually end it, perhaps for the reason of seeing the truth and therefore being able to make an even bigger difference now being out of the race, but knowing what actually goes on. I agree. Uh, the, yeah. You know, I, I I agree. That's what I think. Um, I think that uh, yeah, I think that 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 this is going to be one of those things that we look back on and go, you know, wow, okay, you know that that uh, actually was was a big deal, and it actually uh, led to us being even more effective in the long run. So again, uh, we've got a show to do, but I wanted to thank everybody. Um, and I hope that you are having a fantastic day at work or at home or 
um, in school or wherever you're procrastinating listening to this podcast right now. Maybe you're, to procrastinate. Maybe you're in the gym, uh, all of the above. Thank you for listening and thank you for the support. But we got a show to do, so let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday the country hit a milestone that every American should be proud of. Every American should look at each other and say, we did it. And they should look at D.C. and say, you are on the right track. Uh, yesterday, the national debt hit $30 trillion. Sorry if I left you in a bit of suspense there for no reason. This is actually a horrific thing. And, of course, I responded on Twitter and everybody got mad at me because I was like, let's go, Brandon. I had little rocket ships to the moon. You know, at this point, why not just make it $60 trillion? You know, I mean, $30 trillion in debt. And the Biden administration is still wanting to pass legislation that will add trillions of dollars more to the national debt. It's amazing that our one of our sponsors coming up is Birch Gold because we're not making this up, guys. The economy is in the crapper, and it is only going to get worse. The bottom will fall out eventually. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. It's like living on credit cards. That's what we're doing. We, we are literally living on credit cards, which... If you have money, paying with a credit card and then paying that credit card off is actually a really good way to live your life because you build credit and all this other kind of stuff, right? But we're living life like all of you have done it. I've done it before. We're living on that credit card knowing we ain't got the money to pay that back. Yep. <laughs> but, but we're swiping that card until they figure out that we don't have the money to pay it back. That's what is going on in America right now. And anyway, I mean, you know what? Why not? Let's just go ahead and do this a little out of order today. That's why you should, you know, this is an impromptu sponsor, but I think it's important. That's why you should invest your savings into Birch Gold. Uh, and that's why we partner with groups like Birch Gold because of what is going on right now. It's only going to get worse. Ronald Reagan said it 40 years ago, massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, Ronald Reagan said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. And it's true. Right now, you're freaking, everything that you've worked so hard for is on the verge of being threatened. Maybe you've saved $10,000 in your savings account. Maybe you have more. Maybe your entire life savings is sitting there, and it's fixing to collapse out from under you. That's why you need to invest it in gold, silver, precious metals, etc., etc. And that's why we've partnered up with Birch Gold. And all they ask for you to do is simply text the word Graham to 989898. It's no cost, no obligation, no nothing. They send you a 20-page comprehensive guide on why you need to protect your savings. That is it. That is your only commitment. And if you make a purchase by February 28th, you'll receive a copy of my book signed Dear America live like it's 912 so what do you got to lose go right now and text the word Graham because I know you're on your phone because you're listening to this podcast text Graham to 989898 right now that was the most 
just natural flow into a sponsor I think we've ever had. That was really impressive. I didn't even mean to do that. It, it, <laughs> it just kind of happened, right? Uh, I'm, I literally am getting a phone call while we're while <laughs> we're trying to talk. Uh, I can't talk to you right now. I'm so sorry. I had to silence the phone. Um, okay, let's get into the rest of the show. Uh, all right. Trump fundraising numbers came in uh, from Trump's political group, our political action committee, the Save America PAC. Uh, the Save America PAC is rolling into uh, 2022 with $122 million in the bank. So that's not counting operating expenses. That's not counting anything. That's $122 million just sitting in the bank. I want to say they brought in $51 million alone last quarter. Uh, it's it, it's it's record-breaking is what it is. Uh, he's running, folks. I mean, there is, there is no way that Donald Trump is not running. And he is going to, it's going to be quite a sight uh, to see. I, I'm excited about it. Okay, uh, in other news, Tom Brady made it actually official. Uh, that he uh, is retiring after 22 seasons. Yes, a new one. I love it. I love it. Um, but fans are outraged because in Tom Brady's retirement slideshow, he did not mention the Patriots. And so Dave Portnoy went on there and he like lost his freaking mind, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. And all the Patriots fans are like, how dare you, you sorry mofo, not mention the Patriots at all. You know, a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, two years ago when he left the Patriots, he did this just all out like you know, thank you to the Patriots, you know, and all this thing. I mean, it was beautiful, right? Like, you know, I'm not even like a Patriots fan. And I was like, man, this is beautiful. Um, Tom Brady retired from the NFL as a Buccaneer, right? Like I try to remove the emotion out of these situations. I don't really care. Uh, but, you know, I mean, legally he is a Buccaneer, right? Like for the NFL, yeah. So he's retiring from the Bucks. Um, so he was saying thank you to the Bucks, of which he did win a Super Bowl in two seasons with and almost made a run at a second. Um, shut up. You're not Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady don't owe. Look, man, Tom Brady gave the Patriots six Super Bowl rings. Shut up. Like, Tom Brady doesn't owe you. If Tom Brady, Tom Brady's eligible for the NFL Hall of Fame in 2027. Okay. So literally in five years, he played football so long <laughs> that it's only going to be five years before he's eligible to be a first round Hall of Famer. If when he gives his Hall of Fame speech, he does not mention the Buck, I mean, the Patriots, then you can be upset yes. because then that would be kind of like a. You spent 20 seasons there. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, six of your seven rings are from the Patriots. Then I could see you being upset. Um, he's going to have so many things that he's going to do with the Patriots. And, you know, a lot of Patriots fans are like, you know, the Bucs are never going to think talk about Tom Brady. They're never going to think about him ever because he was only there for two seasons. And you're right. Tom Brady's number is going to be retired in Gillette Stadium. They're going to erect the largest statue probably ever 
for an athlete in the front of Gillette Stadium. Yep. I would not be surprised if they rename it Brady Field <laughs> at the freaking stadium. Shut up and calm down, man. Let the dude retire. Who can't? He's the greatest, most accomplished professional athlete of all time. Was he the greatest athlete? No way. Was he the most accomplished and greatest uh, you know, sports figure maybe ever? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Shut up. <laughs> okay? None of you. None of you have it. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like Nick Saban retiring and, you know, just be like, I want to thank my wife and my kids and everybody that supported me in my life uh, for all my accomplishments and everybody at Alabama being like, uh, you know, we made you what you are. Are you sure? Or did Nick Saban make Alabama bring Alabama back to relevance and prevalency in a dynasty? Because I've been an Alabama fan my entire life and I grew up. They won a championship in 92 with Gene Stallings. I was six years old. <laughs> and then they didn't win another championship until 2009 after Nick Saban got there. So did Alabama make Nick Saban or did Nick Saban bring Alabama back? Same thing with the Patriots. Did the Patriots even have a Super Bowl before Tom Brady? No, they did not. I already know the answer. <laughs> the answer is no, they didn't. Tom Brady has done more for the, every single Patriots fan. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I know this has nothing to do with politics. I'm sorry. But when I see stupid crap like this, you know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's a Republican. I don't care what nobody says. Tom Brady has freaking Make America Great Again hats in his locker. He hangs out and plays golf with Donald Trump. From all accounts of everything I've ever heard about Tom Brady, uh, not saying he's never pissed anybody off before because we all have, but for most general accounts, Tom Brady seems to be a pretty decent dude. Yeah. Right? Uh, shut up. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like, just God almighty, man, can't the dude make a retire? He already had his retirement announcement stolen from him because some freaking reporter leaked it. And then when he does make his announcement, the Patriots fans rip him apart for it. It's crazy, man. Just let the freaking guy uh, just retire in peace for the love of everything. <sighs> anyway, uh, why do I bring that up? Because actually the NFL is apparently racist. Ooh. If you did not know this. So um, there is a major class action lawsuit that has been filed with B Brian Flores being like the main face of this. And it comes after uh, the New York Giants hired, uh, I, I want to say his name is Brian Dabal, um, to be the new head coach of the New York Giants. Um, this is an interview that he gave just this morning, Brian Flores, uh, who is a black man. Um, this is an interview he gave. But then I want to put context to this. Okay, the, the, the lawsuit says that there is biased discrimination against African-Americans being head coaches in the NFL. Now, right now, I will say there are three non-coaches of color head coaches in the NFL. Only one of them's black. The other two are, I, I don't, I don't know their ethnicities. I want to say one's like whoever the head coach of the Jets 
is. I, I don't want to insult his race. I, I don't exactly know. Can you look it up? Near? Lebanese descent. There it is. Lebanese. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, back to the point. In 2008, there were eight non-white coaches. For reference, there's only 32 NFL teams, uh, but I digress. Um, uh, here is what he had to say in this interview, and then I want to bring some context to this guy. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. Thank you. So last week, um, I interviewed for the Giants position. Um, I was set to interview on Thursday, the, the Monday prior. Uh, before before I interviewed, I received a text message uh, from Bill Belichick saying congratulations on the Giants. It's essentially, congratulations on the Giants job. Um, uh, it was a little bit of back and forth. Um, we have the text messages here on the screen. Yeah, there was some back and forth and some confusion uh, because yeah, you haven't sat down with the Giants yet. I have not sat down with the Giants. with some back and forth, and uh, I just uh, I asked him, "Is this, you, you talking to the right Brian?" Hmm. Um, and uh, as you you seen them through the text messages, he was actually uh, uh, thought he was texting Brian Dayball. Who they ended up hiring? Yes, sir. So at that point, how did that make you feel, knowing that you were walking into an interview? where a decision might have already been made. Uh, it was a range of emotions. Uh, humiliation. Uh, Shut up. Disbelief. Um, uh, anger. Um, now I've worked so hard to get to to, um, to where I am from, uh, in football, to become a head coach. Um, put 18 years in, in this league, and it was... Uh, Okay. All right. Enough of this guy. Okay. So what happened was Bill Belichick texted Brian Flores. Accidentally, he thought he was texting Brian Dabal. All right. Saying, hey, congrats. I hear you're the guy. Da, 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 da. This, 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 and that. And then this dude, Brian Flores, realizes that, oh, he's not getting the job. But he still goes in there for the interview with the Giants. Uh, Cry me a freaking river. Do you not think I had to do the same freaking thing literally just in Congress? Like, I wasn't picked. I should file a discrimination lawsuit against white people getting the endorsement from the press. You're an idiot. Okay, also, they're making it seem like this guy has just been screwed his entire life. Brian Flores just got fired from being the head coach of the Miami Dolphins for three seasons. He's been a head coach in the NFL. And it's not like he's and, been making tons of money. And he, look, okay, so full context. So I was like, all right, let, let me look into this guy here. All right? How would Bill Belichick even have this stuff and blah, 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 blah. Brian Flores, born in 1981. So he's six years older than me. So he's 41. All right? Uh, he uh, raised in Brooklyn, New York. He attended Boston College and played football in Boston College from 1999 to 2002 until suffering an injury, and then he could not play football anymore. Okay? You weren't discriminated against. Like, you weren't undrafted because of all this. You got hurt, and you couldn't play anymore. He started his professional career in 2008. With who? As an assistant coach to... Ding, 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 the New England Patriots. That's why Bill Belichick had his number, okay? And that's why it got messed up. So this dude assistant coached for 10 years during the glory years of the New England Patriots. 
Okay? Uh, and then he gets the uh, Miami Dolphins head coaching job in 2019. So, excuse me, two seasons. Okay? Two seasons with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Nick Saban coached for like a year with the Miami Dolphins, and he sucked so bad. <laughs> that is shut up. Has nothing to do with anything. Has nothing to do with you being black. You literally were a head coach. What are you talking about? What is your net worth? Uh, millions. Of dollars is his net worth. Uh, in fact, check this out. Um, last season, before he got fired, he had an annual salary from the Miami Dolphins of $3 million. He was the 23rd highest paid coach. So you weren't even the lowest paid coach. There's 32 teams in the NFL. <laughs> it's not like you were the 32nd least paid head coach and they only gave you two years. Shut up up you entitled selfish jerks man this dude his whole life since this dude was 22 years old almost 20 years this guy has had more money than 98 percent of america because he's so oppressed and so held down by the system this is the biggest load of garbage i've ever heard in my entire life man screw these people I mean it. Forget these people, man. Golly. Stupid, stupid folks. All right. What other random crap do we have to get into here? Oh, this was an interesting topic. <clears throat> the, New York, the New York Post. And I just read it. And sometimes I see these things and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to react to it in real time on the show. Here is the uh, post, and then we're going to click in the article link, okay? New York Post. This is from Twitter. Mother opens the—oh, by the way, really quick, if your kids are in the car, now's the time to either send them away or pause this episode, all right? There you go. You had enough time to figure Fair it out? warning. Okay, great. Here we go. New York Post. Mother opens up. <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of this. I'm really not. Mother opens up about being virtually gang raped in the metaverse. What? I'm going to write. That was the title. Now, for the first time, I'm opening up the article. <laughs> okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to respond to this together. New York Post. Here it is. New York Post. Mother opens up about being virtually gang raped in the metaverse. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. The woman who reported being groped in virtual reality last year has come forward to discuss her horrifying experience. Within 60 seconds of joining, I was verbally and sexually harassed. Three to four male avatars with male voices essentially, but virtually gang raped my avatar and took photos. As I tried to get away, they yelled, don't pretend you didn't. This has to be satire. This can't be real, right? I hope it's this, not real. This can't be real. As I tried to get away, they yelled, don't pretend you didn't love it. Nina Jane Patel, 43 years old, recalled in a medium post recounting the nightmare she experienced as a beta tester on the VR platform Horizon Worlds created by Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook. Hold on. <laughs> I think this is real. A horrifying experience that happened so fast and before I could even think about putting the safety barrier in place. What? What? 
So was she in a room with a bunch of people that like raped her while she was there? Or is she literally saying inside the video game, people raped her? I just want to make they sure. They virtually gang raped her avatar. So, like. so she in no way, shape, form, or fashion was touched, molested, or sexually assaulted in any actual real way. She's saying that the avatars. Yeah, she had been virtually groped. Virtual? How do you virtually grope somebody? I don't know. This we're we're a doomed society, people. I'm not making fun of rape or sexual assault in any regard. Whoever is responsible for rape or sexual assault should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. This kind of crap, though, is the stuff that gives actual sexual assault survivors real nightmares, and it is a just horrific disrespect to actual survivors of sexual assault. What the crap is wrong with people? Is this, this is real life. This woman's probably a teacher or something. She, I don't know what her actual job is, but I would not be shocked if she is an, she is an educator of young adults. <sighs> Virtual gang rape. Are you kidding me? Take the headset off. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we, what are we, what, what, what? Do you know how many people weirdos send me weird crap on the internet on a daily basis what i have no words zach i don't even know what to say this is just this is real this is this is real verbatim quote within 60 seconds of joining i was verbally and sexually harassed three to four male avatars that's what it says an avatar with male voices. So you don't even know if it was a male. It could have been a fake. You don't know. They they ganged raped my avatar. It Oh my god, it says they ganged raped her avatar and took photos for blackmail purposes. <laughs> I mean like like you what? said you you take it off. So like if you go through the article what she's saying is like it's just not safe for kids to be on here one day and I'm like just, you know, what your kids probably shouldn't be. Your in a, kids you shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed in. to do that in the first place. I agree. Any rational parent knows uh, you can't let your kids have those kind of games. I talk to my children all the time. Dad, can we hook up to the Internet to do this on our game? No. See how easy that was? Yeah. You see how easy it is? It's super, super simple. No, but we're not allowed to use the N-O word, Graham. No, you can't. Why? Because it's dangerous out there. What do you mean? You're too young to learn about that right now. Uh, I'm your dad. The answer's no. These people are so stupid. God, God, we're doomed. We're doomed. This person, this woman's from London. Okay, this isn't America, but this is this is the human species as a whole. Okay, we are doomed. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being completely honest, man. We are doomed. It started with. I don't feel safe on the internet because someone who lives thousands of miles away from me in his mama's basement wrote a mean comment. Now we're creating these virtual realities where people can escape and not have to live in the real world uh, from the from their mom's basement. And now they're saying that people are sexually assaulting them. They're avatars. Can you imagine the language of this if they actually come up with 
like avatar laws, like what you can't do to someone's avatar. And there's actually laws and enforceable punishments for avatars. Literally, kids are playing Call of Duty, shooting people in the face right now. Like, or you, you got know, Grand Theft Auto and all this other stuff. That's like me playing Call of Duty and being like, "So and so shot me." <laughs> was, my virtual avatar was murdered. My virtual avatar was <laughs> murdered, and then I responded, and he was murdered again and again and again by an eleven-year-old jerk in the sniper position that just keeps killing everybody and not even playing fair. This is so stupid. I hope all these people, these people have licenses. They drive cars. I mean, these people are out in society. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're not safe on the road. It's like driving down the interstate and going, I wonder how many murderers I've passed just driving on the interstate. These are things that go through my mind. Now you have to wonder, I wonder how many of these idiots actually think that virtual rape is a real thing with an avatar. And they're like filing lawsuits and on the New York Post about it. Who on the New York Post was like, this is a good story? It was clickbait. God, it worked because, man, these people are... Mm. <sighs> Leading into our next sponsor, <laughs> there was a massive brawl that broke out at Golden Corral Buffet after the eatery runs out of steaks. That's it. That's the whole message right there. There was an actual all-out battle royale at a golden corral because they ran a stakes at the golden corral this is the society that we live in this was in america <laughs> i it. might start going to golden corral for lunch this, just enjoy this, the show. this is the world we live in and it brings us to our next sponsor all right good ranchers don't have to worry about running out of China meat steaks at the Golden Corral. No, ma'am, or no, sir. You can go straight to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham right now and get 100% American beef, chicken, seafood delivered straight to your door every single week, every other week, once a month, however you want it to go down. And they have extended their 40 free chicken breasts Ooh. that is $150 value added on to your order. So right now, you need to go and you need to support Good Ranchers, a patriotic company that loves America, supports free speech, and supports this podcast, and they are under attack by the radical left because of it. So you need to get off your butt. You need to quit eating China meat. You need to quit saying that you support conservative businesses and then you never do. And you need to support the businesses that are literally putting their money where their mouth is. And you need to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. Offer code Graham. And on top of your order, you'll get uh, 40 free chicken breast. And that is a $150 value added to your order. Go right now. Goodranchers.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. Man, that's a twofer. There we go. That's a twofer. Just right into it. Just off we're on the a thing. roll. Man, like you don't want to rely on Golden Corral for your steaks. You go so, ahead and get it through uh, some, Good Ranchers. Sometimes they just write themselves, guys. I, I don't even know. We haven't even got into like the really good stuff yet. We're just having fun. Uh, okay. So everybody knows about the Joe Rogan stuff. Um, since the last time we talked about it, he put out a video. Um, some of the parts of the video I agreed with. Some of the parts I didn't. He, you know, he said, for those people that I've hurt, I'm sorry. Don't apologize to these weirdos. Don't apologize to these crazy people. 
Okay, Joe Rogan, you did nothing wrong. Joe Rogan is doing more for America actual journalism by having conversations from all different sides than anyone else. Okay, and it's only because of Joe Rogan's massive audience that he actually gets everyone from every other side. Okay, if Joe Rogan didn't have the number one show in the world, all of these people from the left, I promise you they wouldn't be going on his show. Promise you. Never would happen. Uh, either way, here's what I want to talk about. So even after his apology, even after Spotify is now going to put warning labels on on content that is viewed as like, I don't know, sensitive or has to do with COVID or anything like that. Um, here is what uh, Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter, uh, was saying about Joe Rogan. Here we go. Narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions. Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and deaths and operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what the, is the heart of this right now. Yeah, but you're right. It is getting at something bigger that isn't going to be solved in one Joe Rogan video or one statement from Spotify. That's for sure. It's good to that's see right. you, Brian. Thank Did Joe Rogan have an entire episode to Samjay Kupta or whatever his name is, CNN's medical, like, doctor professional? Didn't he, like, do an entire episode related to that? He, here, he, here's the thing, and here's why I have a problem with Joe Rogan apologizing, uh, because here's the truth. All right. Spotify, mark it down. Mark it down right now. I'm putting it on the line. Spotify will get rid of Joe Rogan. They will. They will. Joe Rogan will be canceled. Okay. He will. And it'll be his huge court battle because I don't know if he had to, I don't know what his deal was with Spotify, his $160 million deal when he went to Spotify. Hopefully he, hopefully if they fire him or let him go, you know, he didn't sell the RSS feed or whatever it is to his show. Surely not. But Joe Rogan will be canceled. Okay. There is no coming back from this. Joe Rogan, if you're listening, I'd love to come on your show. You are more than welcome to come on mine at any point in time. You are on the you are on the map, buddy. Welcome to what we've been talking about for years. Welcome to being canceled, my friend, because it is going to happen. They're already removing episodes from his catalog on Spotify. They're already doing it. Okay? It is going to happen. Because here's what the left does. The left loves you. Until finally you start to pick up stuff or finally you live long enough to become a villain of the of the very people that have like loved you for forever. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, they will. They will. Joe Rogan will be canceled. And then somebody like the Daily Wire or somebody is going to sweep in and scoop him up. And Joe Rogan will be a libertarian uh, voice for the rest of his life because whether he likes it, Joe Rogan is only still employed with the UFC because Dana White is an outspoken Trump supporter. The end. 
the end. And I really do hope that Joe sees this because I really respect Joe Rogan. I like Joe Rogan. Do I agree with everything? Absolutely not. Do I do I truly believe? And we we said this verbatim. Do I truly believe that he's probably the most in the middle person in the national media headlines? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. I actually really do think that. Um, the only reason he has a job with UFC still is because Dana White is pro-Trump. That's it. If, 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 I don't know, if freaking uh, the owner of CNN also owned UFC or all this other stuff, Joe Rogan would have been fired forever ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have been fired for forever. Anyway, Joe Rogan will be canceled. I, I don't know when. I don't know how. Um and the canceling may be he literally walks away himself from Spotify. Um, I don't know, but I'm telling you that the that the dogs of, of the cancel culture mobs are already out in full force against Joe Rogan, and it's only going to get worse. Let's see. Um, oh, here was something interesting that I found. And it was so crazy that I was like, that can't be real. But then, you know, every time I say that, it always is. (laughs) It is always real. And it is always just as upsetting as anything could ever be. This is a professor at a college in New York. Go figure. Okay, so I'm going to play you the first clip. Okay, and the first clip is 30-something seconds. And everybody's like, oh, play the whole clips. Play the whole clips. Don't worry, I am. Okay? Uh, This guy, I don't know his name. It comes up in a minute. Uh, This is stuff that's being taught, or or these are the people that are teaching. Let me rephrase for the fact checkers. I don't know if this guy is teaching this in his college courses, but this is the guy who's teaching college courses at a college. Okay? Here is the first clip. And then for context, I'm going to play some more clips. And it only gets worse as he continues to open his mouth. See, he's already interrupting me right now. You see that? See how rude he is? Okay, listen to this. No context, just listen. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. Okay, so that was a 30-second clip, and as you can probably imagine... It has gotten a lot of attention (laughs) based off of what this man said. So I was thinking, well, you know, maybe, (laughs) you know, maybe this guy works at uh, S-U-N-Y Fredonia. Um, Come see what Fredonia is all about. Take a virtual tour, sign up for a visit, uh, fredonia.edu. Um, Fredonia, New York. So this is a university called Fredonia University. Either way, um, so here's some more clips, okay? And again, I really hope your kids aren't listening now. Uh, here's here's another minute clip of him continuing to go on this 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 rant about stuff. Okay, L- listen to this. Listen to this. 
There's a couple of things to say here. One is, even if you are looking for a threshold, let's say there's a threshold, I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. Um, still, that tells you that some adult child sex is permissible. Second, the notion that it's wrong even with a one-year-old is, is not quite obvious to me. There are reports in some cultures of grandmothers filleting their, uh, the baby boys to calm them down when, when a colicky. Now, I don't know if this is true, but this, this is sort of widely reported as occurring in, in, in at least one culture. And it, it working, that the grandmothers believe, believe this actually works. If this were to be true, and again, I don't know it to be true, if it were to be true, it's hard to see what would be wrong with it. So, yeah, I, I guess I think, no, I, I don't think there's a blanket period beyond which this is permissible. If we're interested in willing participation, which is the way I structured it, then, yeah, there's a, there's a point below which people aren't willing participants in anything because they don't have intentions or they don't have the sort of mental states that allow for willing participation. But, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's blanket wrong at any age. Hang on. <laughs> it, it gets worse. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. It gets it gets it gets far worse here. Uh let's see here. Uh let's see. Uh here we go. Let, let, and, and and again, I'm playing you this whole thing because I don't want people to be like, oh Graham, you just took something out of and so and so. Okay, all right, we'll keep listening. If we're in the area of legislation rather than morality, here's a rule of thumb. If you don't know whether something has expected good or expected bad consequences, the thumb on the scale should go to liberty. So if we don't know whether um, willing sex with 15-year-olds is going to have net good or bad consequences, it's not like we say, oh, well, go ahead and ban it. The idea is that people trying to criminalize something bear the burden. And even having harsh opinions on this before we condemn people for engaging these on the basis of probabilistic utilitarianism, we should know that it does pose a risk for those and only those willing participants. I don't think we know that. So, <laughs> and, and then I thought to myself, well, surely this wacko is the only one, right? And unfortunately, no. Here he is on another person's podcast, and they're both joining together on this let's sleep with kids thing. Here we go. Listen to this. <laughs> I was still the adult child sex. That's always a big seller. Oh yeah. Well, that I, I had um I had good friends who said, "Are you crazy? Do not write that book." Man, listen, you're talking to a guy who for 25 years has been making arguments, more or less, in defense of adult child sex in classrooms. Uh, and I don't know if the, I don't know if it's the same argument as yours, but I even authored a piece in the Daily Beast in which I called into question the age of consent laws. Oh, um, which is, yeah. you know, and I, I brought to bear the arguments I was making in class. And I'm, I'm going to see how they, whether they jive. These are the people <clears throat> that are teaching. And yeah, yeah, this guy is a college professor, right? So, but, 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 but these are the people that are teaching. And this is why I call college, college indoctrination camps for this very reason. Um, should you have sex with a kid? No. See how quick? I answered that question. Did you see that? Did you did you see? Yeah. They're trying to raise the age to vote to twenty one for God. But yet sakes. they want us to have sex with twelve year olds. No, and and then should you? You know what they're doing is they're trying to take age of consent, right? 
Age of consent in a lot of states is 16. What they mean for that is people aren't stupid and they realize that teenagers are having sex, right? Like, like that is put in place there for like a, a senior who's 18 years old has sex with a, 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 a junior or a sophomore that's 16 years old, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, again, you should abstain, kids. I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is... Uh, it's not <laughs> for 40 to 50-year-old men <laughs> to be able to go in there and then start diddling around with 16-year-olds. That's not the point of it all, okay? These whack jobs are simply saying, oh, you know, well, I mean, if we're going to, you know, say that there's an age that it's okay and an age that it's not, who's to say that it's not, you know, eight years old or 12 years old or blah, 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 blah. I want to... I want to hurt these people <laughs> like, like the, I, 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 there's and you media matters. You can clip this. I don't care anyone who under any circumstances tries to have what these intellectuals call it intellectual debate on the morality or the legislation on whether or not uh, it's it's morally right or wrong to want to have sex with with what we define as children. And then they want to use third world countries as an example as to why we're wrong in saying that, yeah, you shouldn't have sex with kids. See how quick that is? See how easy that is? These people are diabolical monsters. And how this person still has a job is crazy to me. This is this is this is the world we live in. This this is America, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody talks about it all the time. Oh, well, that's not that's not real America. Are you sure? Because these people are in college every single day. It's another one, Wait, and, the and then is, another one. They're comfortable enough to come out in the public and talk about the that. audacity of the balls on these people to literally just—they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Like, Twenty years ago, bring up the idea. Do you actually think it's wrong? morally to want to have sex with a 12 year old if you're an adult they're canceled you would yeah. you would die no there would be no cancel yeah, they they would literally beat you and drag you in the street <laughs> for something yeah. like that even in prison with the most animalistic degenerates of our society mass murderers serial killers rapists all this other thing you m touch a kid and even the most even the most primal animals of our society that have to be kept from the general public, they will kill you for that type of thing. Because even on the most primal animalistic you understanding, you do not mess with kids. It's crazy. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. And I'm sorry if I've upset you today. <laughs> I really am. But these are things that you should... You should pay attention to. And why is this a big deal? I'm going to connect the dots for you even bigger here. So this guy brought up a really big point. He's talking about legislation and uh, the differences of conversating about morality. Well, Ted Cruz just had an interaction with a judge. And they were talking about racial discrimination. And Ted Cruz simply asked this judge, Judge Cato, is racial discrimination wrong? 
And then at the very end of this exchange, you'll hear the judge say, as a judge, I don't deal with issues of morality. So all of this is starting to play into these freaking pedophiles who want to have sex with kids. Well, 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 is it actually wrong, you know, to, to, to do those things? And then the argument can be made, and what Ted Cruz is trying to be made is, so you don't think that there's morality in laws? So, you know, is racial discrimination wrong simply because we made a law about it? Or is it wrong because morally it's wrong? And then to enforce the the morality of that, we put a law with it. Yeah. Right? See what I'm saying? So listen to this exchange. This This is a judge. This is a judge. Okay? Listen to this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Congratulations to each of the nominees. Uh, Judge Cotto, I want want to start with you. Is racial discrimination wrong? Listen to pause. Senator, our Constitution prohibits race discrimination, discrimination on the basis of race. Okay, let me ask again. Is racial discrimination wrong? Senator, as a judge, I, I, I don't um, deal with issues of morality or whether something... So you have no views on whether it's right or wrong? Senator, because that is an issue that is frequently litigated before the courts, pursuant to Canon 3 of the Code of Conduct... Okay, so why does the Constitution prohibit racial discrimination? Exactly. S- Senator, I, I think it's part of our Constitution and this nation's history of aiming for equal justice and uh, treating people regardless of any but why? protected class status Why do we treat people equally equal? and fairly? So discriminating based on race violates, I think you just said, our Constitution's history of aiming for justice. Is that a fair characterization? Senator, our case law... Uh, if you're talking about race discrimination under the law, yes, pursuant to Supreme Court precedent, uh, race discrimination under the law is prohibited. Do you do you see what the problem is in starting to take over in the judicial system, which is empowering psychos like we just played you earlier? Do you see what's starting to happen here? We are beginning to have enforcers of the law and judicial enforcers of the law who no longer understand morality. And if you don't have a basic understanding of morality, well, then you can never fully execute justice. You can never fully execute equality. You can never fully execute protections of individuals. The only reason that we don't have slaves anymore is because someone questioned the morality of Mm -hmm. owning other people. Because at the time, it was completely legal to have slaves. So the legislative side of it said that it it was fine. But someone questioned the morality of it. And now, you know, hundreds of thousands of people died in the process. And and I'm not trying to, you know, but we do have time constraints on this show. But if we no longer take into effect the morality of things, which leads to the laws of things, then we are doomed as a society. And then you hear this judge right there. She 
was literally speechless for a solid 20 seconds to try to process how to answer this the right way. So again, do you think having sex with a kid is wrong? Yes. That's how long it should take you to yep. answer that. should be immediate. It should not be... Um, and I know that, that that Ted Cruz was asking about racial discrimination, which, again, do you think racial discrimination is wrong? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how long it should take you to answer that. You should have a moral bias towards certain things. You should, not just because it's a law. It's a law because it's it's a morality issue. That's why it's a that's why it's a law. You can't say we should be equal as people because well that's what the constitution says and we have laws about it that's why we should practice equality as no we should practice equality as americans because it's morally right to do it and the laws are there to enforce the morality of it and what this is doing is it's empowering these psychos that you just heard earlier that are questioning the laws versus the morality of things. Is it actually wrong to, you know, want to have sex with kids? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Again, that's how long it should take you to answer that question. Yep. And if you if you uh, for one second just dead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just look, even Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh talked about this and he is he is by far one of the biggest line pushing comedians out there. And he was talking about Jerry Sandusky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Daniel Tosh asked the question in the 60 minute interview. They were like, you know, uh, you know, do you, do you, uh, like having sex with children? And Sandusky was like, he like paused for a minute. And that's what Daniel Tosh was talking about. He's like, ask me, do I want to have sex with kids? I don't. You see how quick I answered that question? <laughs> you know, he said, if you, ha-, he said, if you hug people for too long, you should be fired for forever and you should be in jail for forever. <laughs> like, you know, that's what Daniel Tosh was saying. Anyway, this is America, people. Welcome to it. Um, I'm not here to tell you the things that you need to hear or that you want to hear. I'm here to tell you about the things that you need to hear. Um, all right, let's move on. We got about three more things. Um, oh, my, I, I need to pop my ears. You guys ever done it? Oh, Need to pop your ears, yep. pressure in your ears. All right. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> Donald Trump finally says what we've all been saying out loud. He finally calls Lindsey Graham exactly what he is, a rhino. Listen to this interview. You talked about the potential, if it's appropriate, of pardoning some of the January Sixers. Yeah. Lindsey Graham said a couple days later he thinks that's inappropriate. What do you think? Well, Lindsey Graham's wrong. I mean, Lindsey's a nice guy, but he's a rhino. Yes, he is. God, I wish he would. Somebody needs to get him out of the freaking Senate. But either way. Okay. All right. Moving on. Whoopi Goldberg is a racist. (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg has made rounds uh, after this groundbreaking uh, uh, thing on The View here. Listen to this. So if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, no, well, it's not about maybe race. It's, it is, yeah, no, it's about a different it, race, but it's it's not about race. No. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. 
That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about and, ideal and race. It's it's that but these are two Romans. white groups of people. There well, it is. But you see them as white and they, Did you hear the racism right there? Uh, first of all, uh, the Jews, uh, there are Jewish people, uh, you know. Uh, yes, it is. it is a race of people, you ignorant. Never mind. God. Sometimes, sometimes they really, they really make me want to like say things that I, you know, don't want to say. But did you hear we can what? Just bleep it out. Did you hear what? What she actually what, at the very end, right there, she said what it is. Why she doesn't care is because it's about two white races of people. So, in her view, if one right white, one right white race kills another white race, she doesn't care. Have you seen people from Israel? Have you seen? They're a little bit more tan than I am. And we, yep. me and you both are, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I, the, the, to say that Hitler and the Holocaust, because she said that they were talking about the Holocaust. Okay. To say that it had nothing to do with race, to say the mass genocide of an entire people could be the most ignorant, no, the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever heard in my yeah. entire life. And, and here's the problem that I have. Now, I am not a cancel culture person. Okay, I'm not. However, I also don't believe that there should not be consequences for your actions, especially when you are at levels that other people are not, right? Mm -hmm. You're on The View. Okay, as much as I hate The View, Right, it, it's it's one of the most watched shows in America. As much as I hate it, but it is. Effective immediately, ABC suspends Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks over wrong and hurtful Holocaust comments. Suspended for two weeks. So slap on the wrist. Let, let's see if it's without pay. Just, just, just. I'm just, you know, I'm just curious. Let me look over this. Uh, I, uh, this, this is a statement from the president, Kim Godwin. Effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, and communities. Um, I don't see anything without pay, so that means that she's still getting paid. So she's getting a uh, two-week paid vacation. She's getting a two-week paid vacation. Um, you guys remember Megyn Kelly, right? So, you, you know, you can hate Megyn Kelly or not. Megyn Kelly got fired and has not been on national TV with her own show again for simply asking the question, well, what's wrong with blackface? Like, she didn't know. She legitimately didn't know. Like, well, you know, well, yeah, when we were kids, we dressed up like Indians and stuff all the time. You know, what's wrong with it, like, for Halloween and stuff like that? That was it. That's all she said. Fired. <laughs> it's done. Gone. See ya. Never on major networks ever again for her own show. Now, she's made appearances here and there. But all she did was ask a question. Like, like, no, 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 no. If it's wrong, yeah, please explain it to me because I want to make sure I don't ever do anything wrong again. Yeah. Done. Whoopi Goldberg, who is black, uh, says that the Holocaust is not about race and then goes on this tirade and basically says because it's two groups of white people um, or shades of white, <laughs> she doesn't care. <clears throat> she gets a two-week paid vacation. Joe Rogan has 
doctors on the left and doctors on the right to talk about COVID-19. Just talk about it. And they want to cancel Joe Rogan. They're going after Joe Rogan with everything they got. This isn't a punishment from ABC, by the way. This is a simple, easy PR move. Ooh, she said something really dumb. She needs to get out of the camera for two weeks, let the news cycle pass by, uh, and then we'll bring her back and it'll be all good. ABC mm-hmm. ABC doesn't care. They don't care what she said. That this, this is PR damage control 101. They don't actually care what she said. And again, I'm not saying I don't know. I, I'm not saying that I am a cancel culture type person, but I'm saying, can you imagine if the roles were, if Megan McCain was still there, can you imagine? And I'm not necessarily a Megan McCain fan. Yeah. But if Megan McCain had said that, she would be fired. <clears throat> imagine if um, like someone like Trump or somebody would have said that. The left would have gotten all over it. Again, next thing you know, Whoopi Goldberg is going to be talking about, you know, is it actually wrong for people to have desires to want to have sex with kids? And then they're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, I see what you're saying there. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, it's coming. <clears throat> if you think that those conversations on national TV are not fixing to start popping up on your oh, screen. Oh, it's going to slowly work its way slowly, into it. They're going to work it into the movies. They're going to work it into the news. It's coming. And all this brings me to the last part of this show. And what I'm going to start trying to do is when you guys send me emails to Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com, I'm going to start trying to work in one question every episode. So this question is a really good one, and it says, Biblically speaking, what is our responsibility to American politics as a Christian? Everything is the answer, is the answer to that. Everything that we've played you just in this show, American politics is a spiritual battle that is being fought hidden under the veil of politics, okay? Things are getting the way they're getting because Christians have stayed out of politics and the church has stayed out of politics for so long. I've said it once, I've said it a million times. The worst thing that ever happened to the church was becoming a 501c3 charity organization to where the government could put a muzzle on the church from talking about certain things. Because if they talked about certain things, they risked having their 501c3, also known as the money, removed. We literally have judges in our country that do not recognize morality. We literally have professors in our colleges and our universities and in our high schools and our elementary schools that do not recognize morality, do not recognize right and wrong, that truly believe that the world is what you want it to be and you can simply justify or talk your way into anything. Mm -hmm. And it's the church's fault for allowing that to be so and allowing that to go without being heard. Every single church in America should have come out in condemning and uh, denouncing Joe Biden for his pro-abortion stance. You cannot be a Christian and be pro-abortion. I'm sorry. That's a very controversial thing to say, and I realize some people are going to be upset. I'm not saying that there are Christians who have 
that there aren't Christians who have had abortions? Of course there are. I'm not saying that there's murderers that haven't become Christians and changed their life and and turned their life over, but they pay their debt to society for the rest of their life. The Bible talks about that all the time. What I'm saying is you cannot be an active Christian claiming to live in the Word of God through the Bible, claiming to live your everyday life and be pro-abortion. You can't. You can't. Those things do not go hand in hand with each other. You cannot be a Christian believing in the words of the Bible and believing that the words in the Bible are true and then hear about judges and legislatures and and, and educators and every other aspect of our society challenge what morality is and stand idly by. Because the Christians staying out of American politics is exactly what happens. They start challenging the morality of things. Mm -hmm. And when they start challenging the morality, what is the actual end-all, be-all compass of morality if you are a Christian? And I realize that there are people that listen to this show that aren't Christians. I get that. I understand it. This is, this is my belief. I am a Christian, okay? So this is how I believe it. You are free to disagree because this is America. You're asking the religious side of me, not the America freedom, you know, you can do whatever you want side of me. If we have every top person in the world, and yes, educators are top people in our children's lives. Mm-hmm. Judges, Congressmen, senators, governors, mayors, city council members, if we have people legitimately questioning what is morality, very much like they're questioning now, well, what is a woman? What is a man? What is a life versus a fetus? And is a fetus actually a baby? Blah, 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 blah. Questions of morality. What do we have as Christians to go to? The Bible. Yep is a compass of morality. What is right? What is wrong? And because Christians have stayed out of politics for as long as they have, this, every disgusting thing, stomach-churning, vomit, nausea-inducing thing that you've heard on this episode right now, I truly believe it is because of weak-spined Christians that have stayed out of political discussions. You go to these mega churches right now. When's the last time you went to a mega church and you walked out feeling like you just got slapped in the face because they told you straight up, you're wrong. You know, you're wrong. You're go- You need to repent for your sins. You're a terrible person. You're a, you're a damned soul that only has the ability to be saved through the love and grace of Jesus Christ that you have to ask for every single day to forgive you for the thousands of things that you do wrong every day. As a Christian, I truly believe that none of us deserve anything. We deserve Mm -hmm. a fiery pit. That's it. That's what we deserve. But through God's grace, we are given the grace to spend eternity with him in heaven if we believe in him and accept him into our hearts. That's, that's my Christian perspective. And, you know, again, I don't apologize, uh, but I know some people that listen to this aren't Christians and that's fine. Um, that is my opinion. We have the ultimate 
responsibility as Christians to get involved in American politics. Because if we don't, you're already seeing what happens. Soon there will be no American politics. Soon there will be no laws of morality. Because nobody fights for the ultimate guide of morality, which is the Bible. That's all we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Man, this was a powerful one, I think. It was. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to share this on your social media pages. Tell a friend. Give us five stars and leave us a review. It helps us in the charts, and it helps us keep this show going. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America Podcast, and we'll see you all again next time.